Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. Why does this feel like an end of a season episode? It's the end of this part of the season. But I find really interesting and what we haven't really spoken about, even though it's my like total obsession, <laughs> is how relationships fit in with this whole thing that we've been talking about. And we're only on it. We're on episode eight. And we still haven't really discussed relationships when it comes to like magic and joy and purpose and 5D and all the things. That's true, huh? Because we've only really talked about relationships in a karmic yeah, and like we've hit, Lens, hinted right? modern love. Okay. We've hinted a little bit every now and again in a oh, couple true. of the past seasons. It's always been quite fake and specious. And the thing is, is that, and we actually discussed this a little bit in the previous episode. For me, there is a difference between being busy to run away from your shit and being busy and connecting. Yeah. And for me, connection is a very important part of not only my purpose, but my yeah. joy. So... I'm really excited that today we get to talk about relationships a little bit again. Well, and I'm going to say this. It's funny because what, because you and I, we were all over the place in the previous episode. So there are certain things that I just didn't have clarity until like we were done recording. Yeah. And when we sort of talked about busyness and sort of saying yes to things and stuff, and that was really just about allowing, you know, when, when you are operating from your fate, everything is about flow. And being in flow just means that your life just moves along fluidly, as in there's just no obstacle. Everything that happens, happens because it's meant to enable you in your life, and you're just meant to proceed as easily and smoothly as possible. Even if it looks like an obstacle, like, for example, the boiler man not coming in on time. Yeah, but that's not really an obstacle. It's just a, it's a task. Oh, fine. Right? It's, an, it's a task that's on the list of things to be done, and it will get done at the most convenient time possible for all. So even if it's not on the time that our minds say, well, because we want it, because we typically want things done as fast as possible. Why? Because we're not convinced it'll be done otherwise, as opposed to just allowing that it's going to fit and it will fit into our lives seamlessly and not create any disruption. You know, when we talk about flow it's and everything moving fluidly, relationships and how we engage with them is meant to become fluid. And when I use that term, it's not to be confused gender with fluidity. gender or sexual fluidity. Everything within your fate is meant to be seamless. If it is not, you take a step back, as we said before, and you ask yourself, what am I missing? Because somewhere here, I'm forcing something. And I'm forcing something because I'm uncertain and I'm trying to control the future or the outcome. But why? In 5D, and you feel your life has meaning and it's fulfilling, but we can still catch ourselves in these moments of trying to mitigate our perceived busyness. Like, let me get this over with now because I could have more to do in the coming days. I don't want to deal, etc. But those thoughts also keep us out of flow. So too, when it comes to relationships, we want to force. We want to force the meetup. We want to force how we first engage, right? We become performative. We draft texts in our sleep. We think about, you know, the big opener. We think about the follow-up. Everything has so much thought when it comes to how we connect to people that by the time we get to 5D, that is really one of the biggest learning curves we end up facing. And it's fun, messy, 
Okay. Okay. I was like, what's the, wh- how are we going to describe it, guys? Like, is it going to be like, oh, I wish I didn't get here? Or, and they're like, no. And I was like, well, I don't want to use the word interesting because it's going to be not interesting if we say that. They're like, it's like fun, messy. <laughs> Again, like I said in the previous episode, we're having to rewire our internal barometers, right? So we had set our barometers to, I have to survive this very painful life of mine in 3D. So everything was about mitigating pain. Everything was just about surviving and making it to the next thing. Mm. Everything was about like overcoming a little bit of fear to do something and then confronting another fear. And then we would call that growth. And now once you're out of 3D and you've transcended your shit and you know, you're like, I'm just going to go and live my life and I don't give a shit about anything or anyone else. But in like a humble way. <laughs> hashtag great. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag grateful. <laughs> in the sense that no one else defines me. Exactly. And it's hashtag karma magic bliss. You're in 5D. That barometer becomes whatever my divinity says is the most perfect thing for me. Yeah. Coming from my place of power, that has become my internal barometer because as the divine, I'm just going to live the life as me. So whatever mirrors my level of integrity is always going to be the best thing for me. Mm -hmm. And so when we look at relationships, from that perspective, they are going to be so radically different. I mean, we touched upon it, like you said, in Modern Love, that does come back to me now. But even then, we were sort of toying with like 3D, 5D. Even though nothing in 5D can mirror 3D, we're still having to kind of like tiptoe and take small steps because if we are really going to go for new paradigms, my gosh, it like takes a lot to get out of old paradigms, right? So we're constantly like changing little by little. But in 5D, these connections, not only are they meant to be much more profound unions, they really aren't just going to be normal relationships. Like we said before, people may not live together, at least not full time. Right now we're seeing people just have separate bedrooms and starting to kind of normalize that as like a, we really love each other, but I can't stand their sleeping habits. If I really want to live with this person the rest of my life, then maybe we need separate beds and we'll just get along great. But again, everything's reflective of who they are in the moment. That might still be reflective of a karmic issue. Who knows? But it's about right now, and what we refer to, I think, in episodes like Modern Love is right now different is okay because we need all of those differences to come up to sort of see what is really going to mirror what's right for us, what is best for us. Now in 5D, relationships aren't necessarily going to be about what's best for us. It's the like, I am living my optimal life. Here I'm with them, pick a number, and we fit together as one. Ta-da! I'm, I'm, I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> as in, I'm like, we sit down. I'm like, where's the, where's the rabbit out of the hat? What do you mean? <laughs> I'm like, the big reveal. <laughs> and you're like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> do you see the tears in my eyes? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, what do you mean? As one means, it's seamless. Okay, that is really interesting. Yeah, that... We work around each other. We fit. Like our lives, it just doesn't have to be forced. Yeah, that's nice. The level of compromise that's required, even among like really deep soulmate, you know, life partner, whatever, fill in the blank term for people who are so deeply committed to each other, even that has required 
as evidenced in any of my stories about being married for 20 plus years, compromise. And listen, you're in body, you're human, you know, a certain amount of compromises if you're living under the same roof has to be found, right? But really in divine union, in this place of like 5D relationship, it just fucking fits. Oh, that's amazing. It's really cool. It's really cool. And is that just the one relationship in your life or all the relationships? Do you see what I'm saying? Because in Modern Love, yeah. we spoke about how you can have a relationship for a bit and then another relationship. It's all relationships. Okay. It's all relationships. So it's really just like, even among friendships, there's just no friction. But again, all parties need to be in 5D. And I don't mean get me like, ugh, we met at a train station and it's fucking kismet and like, they speak to me on all levels and quote It's like how poetry. weird they messaged me at the perfect time when I was able to reply. Not just that, but the content of that message. Okay. It surprises me. It's interesting. It's different. But in a way that puts me at ease. Yes. Yeah? I understand. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel like I have to act or that I have to put an effort into into the the response that I'm going to take about two hours to Mm. compose a reply. Mm. And sometimes, though, when I feel like I want to put an effort into the response, by the way, I don't know why so many of my... (laughs) How many of my examples have to do with texting? I just feel like, I don't know why. But, um, <laughs> well, I hope it makes our podcast more relatable. Yeah. <laughs> but like, if I feel like I have to put a lot of effort in the response, it just makes me feel icky because there's something, yeah. It's it, but it's not to do as in, like, I, I'm being constantly reminded to just be myself. Let me tell you, the amount of time one takes to respond to a text is generally reflective of their karmic issue and or their ego. What happens if you take three months to reply to a text? Like... <laughs> Sorry, I just I just don't know what to do with that. I haven't. It's been three months. I haven't replied. I keep saying I'm going to reply. I just yeah, don't. You can't be fucked. No, I can't be fucked. We haven't put this in, in any podcast, but I know I wrote it. Okay. And I found this actually, I've used it so much recently hmm. that I really feel like it's one of like my key lessons, as it were. Okay. And it's, where does the energy flow? Mm. I can have boundless energy for something that fits me. Yeah, And I can have minus energy for something that logically I should be doing in some way or another, but I just can't. Hmm. And I respect to my very core, where does the energy go? Yeah. So if I come to pick up my phone to reply to a text message and I have zero energy for it, that's telling me something. Yeah. If I have boundless energy for it, that's telling me something. And it, and that, I believe, applies throughout our journey karma or not yeah and any relationship by the way it doesn't even have to be a romantic interest or a friends with benefits anything it could just be even in a friendship where does the energy go yeah and we're going to find as we've done a lot of work on ourselves or we're kind of moving toward or in 5d we're really not going to be able to match even our closest friends or people that we've counted as friends for a, a long period of time the relationships shift into maybe something else. They'll shift or they'll end. It depends. The greater change that we're going to see in terms of who stays and who goes and who makes the cut, for lack of a better phrase, is really going to be the 5D, 3D shift. Because we're and just that's not, not a separation thing or no. a I'm better than you thing no. or anything like we, that. We just like everyone's you... just going to piss each other off. Exactly. And you're just, like you said, it's just you, you won't be able to have the energy to support it. Mm. It just pulls you down. It makes you angry. It makes you annoyed. It triggers you. It creates like a three-day hangover that spills over into other parts of your life where you're, you wind up trying to control a lot of little things, like when does the repair guy come, because you don't have any other outlet. 
we're constantly going to be confronting, even in our early 5D days, months, years, all the ways in which we allowed ourselves to exist in separation and we allowed our, our relationships to dictate our fun times, our, you know, our meaningful times. And it doesn't feel good. I mean, now that we're, you know, if you're in full body consciousness or higher consciousness, you're seeing everything that was between the lines that you willfully ignored before to survive. And also, I thought every truth had X equals Y. So therefore, if I see that this person is judgmental, it means that I must do X or Y because of it, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I never wanted to see what was really going on because yeah. I always thought that I'd have to react to it and that one was kind of negated the others. Hmm. Oh, they could be kind, they could be sweet, they could be caring, but they're also judgmental. If they're judgmental, they're bad. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I feel like the more you are able to see yourself in wholeness, the more you can see that I don't mean it in a bad way. I don't mean it in a, any kind of way when I'm like, I can see that there are good parts and more annoying parts about someone else who's in front of me. Yeah. It doesn't change how I feel about them. It doesn't change that I don't love them. It doesn't change anything. It's just, I see them for who they are and yeah. no big deal. But in my 3D eyes, being able to see those bits meant almost that I was stuck with like, I have to cut them off or I have to stand up for myself or I have to do this, that or the other. Yeah. Instead, does that make sense? Or I have to take it. Yeah. It's really, it's oftentimes it's the, I don't have a choice but to take so it. So I might as well pretend it's not happening. Exactly. Yeah. That's the sort of ignoring the obvious. And we tend to be willfully blind when we're in our karma. Mm. We tend to because we can only handle so much truth. The funny thing is that as much as you can tolerate or be really open or respect somebody who just is in a different stage in their life or their karmic growth, we'll become less and less able to share our frequencies with them because it will make us not feel good. Mm. But more importantly, with relationships, we often forgot we had a choice because in our karma, everything feels permanent. Mm. Everything feels like I'm in this until I don't know how I'll ever get out because mm. that's karma, right? Yeah. It's like it's inescapable. So you're yeah. always dealing with your karma. Yeah. But you don't escape karma, you heal it. You heal it, right? But the thing is, we've forgotten that the same goes for relationships. They're not necessarily things we can't get out of, right? Mm. The good news is that the more healed you are, the more in your purpose you are, and the more of your fate that you are traveling the smoother your relationships become, which is amazing. That is amazing. What does that mean? It just means that they're experienced with ease. As in, things just flow. I don't really know what that's It's just like a flu. Who does? I mean, really, who does? It's like, I would have to say it's a bit like, let me see if I can. It's a bit like, for anybody who's had, and you don't have to be married to be able to like relate to this, but it's the, in a long-term relationship after the honeymoon phase where you reach, I mean, the honeymoon phase is you're all over each other and, and you know, it's like you only have eyes for them and everything's amazing, but you're like fused together all the time, right? After that, you kind of, you, you sort of, enter into, I'm going to still, I'm going to start doing my own thing. I've got friends I've neglected for the past year because I've been so into you and vice, you know, you you need to go and do your thing and we are living our purpose, but we're still really only have eyes for each other. And so we're going to do our best to make time to see each other when we're able, maybe we're living together, we're throwing dinner parties together, but I still have me 
I haven't lost sight of me. Even though we only have eyes for each other. I yeah. Still have <laughs> it's really important. Yeah. That actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It actually makes the most sense. I'm going to be the constant no matter what. Yeah. But I'm with someone or someones. I mean, again, numbers and irrelevant, really. But to be fair, in divine union, number does matter. When it comes to divine union, there's only one other person. Because it doesn't mean that you can't be poly. But in terms of divine union, it would be with one other person. But this wouldn't be always the case in 5D. But it's just limited capacity for what divine union means with more than one soul at a time. I understand that. Humans can only grow and evolve so much, right? In a single lifetime. You can do a lot, as as we're showing, in a short amount of time. But again, you can only do so much with the kind of karmic history you've lived through and experienced, right? So just to be able to get to 5D in this one lifetime, fantastic. When we're really trying to understand the deep levels of divine union, you you can do it with one other soul. Trying to figure this out with more than one soul, it's just too much. It's really all it is. Okay. Yeah? Not that you can't be polygamous or ethically non-monogamous or all the things. Exactly. You can have all of that. You might just have a divine union with one soul and a different kind of relationship. Yeah. Or you might just really say, you know what? Full union in this lifetime is not for me. I need to go down this route of, you know, poly, whatever, and that's fine too. Now, if somebody is choosing to not explore divine union with another soul, it's not to say that they can't be in divine union with themselves. So they can still have a 5D experience. They could still have full divine union. It just will not be with a quote unquote partner. Mm. Yeah. And that's fine. It's just a choice. But right now, what we're talking about mostly in this episode for relationships in 5D is for those who are really seeking divine union and have the focus on, I want to meet that one soul who will share that with me. So can you have divine union with more than one like soul one at a time in your lifetime? No. I mean, that level of contract is so fucking specific that you will likely not be able to make more than one contract in this lifetime for it. Like that. Okay. But you could have different types of relationships. Absolutely. And they could have great depth. And, and they meaning. can have all the hallmarks of what you were just saying of relationships in 5D with the E. I can't believe I'm the one now who's arguing for, let's have, you can tell where I'm freaking out <laughs> because I'm like, let's have loads of these relationships. And you're like, you just can. the one <laughs> where I used to be obsessed with just the one. I'm like, no, but loads. Yeah, loads. <laughs> But Rhea, I want to say yes to you and I want you to have everything you want, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's not even that. It's just literally, it's just like my freak outs. But like, but you know what I mean? It's just funny. How is that different from the one? The concept of the one in romance and all the rest? Well, the one was your savior. But there is, yeah. we're still talking about one. Yes. Yes, one. But 5D one, right? What's the difference? Well, because one in 5D is like, you don't need to be saved. Okay. Your 3D, the one in 3D is your savior, right? They're the ones who are going to, like, share your karmic bullshit with you. They're your twin flame. They're, like, whatever. But whatever that is is often rooted in your karmic story. So it's all about mirroring your shit back to you and validating and making you feel worthy. So that way, you know, your ego feels good and you just think you're going to live your best life. Fantastic. That used to work in 3D. I guess that kind of got us through. But as we know, relationships don't save us relationships don't make it better relationships just show us all the places where we really fucked up yeah and they're all the ways in which we just 
They're just a great mirror and shit. I mean, it's just, it's like a personal boxing ring where you just throw yourself on the mat and you just get like thrown around <laughs> and beat up. Yeah. It's like, I mean, metaphorically, but like, you, you know, you can come out a bit bruised, dispirited. <laughs> it's like, it just kind of, it can really wear you down anyway. But 5D is not like that. It's restorative. It gives energy. It's, it's shared frequency. So between friendship or other types of relationships that you can have up through divine union, which is early stage 5D, you know, apex relationship, we'll move on from there when it's time to learn about other ones. But divine union is going to carry you through and be based in those 5D values of tolerance, respect, harmony, fun, blah, blah, blah. And that's sure. awesome. Yeah. That yeah. I mean, that's fucking enough for a few lifetimes. Yeah. Definitely. And that is something that we really want to be able to share and model for our younger generations to come, too. So how can we get one of these 5D unions? Aside the usual, which I feel like we say in every episode, kill your karma. No, no. Once we're, we're in 5D already. We okay. Want divide okay. What do we want? How do we do it? Usually in your fate to move along those lines, right? When you reach these junctures, you need an action. Yeah, so it's always, like they said, it's an event or an experience that's going to move something. You need the movement. You need something, that's, and that's going to, like, move you through. Again, not quantum leap, but that's always that action. It's a choice. It's some kind of active step we take. Now, when it comes to relationships, it's not so much an active step of, like, well, I'll find a matchmaker or I'll try this app or whatever. It's more of the clear desire and understanding that you are so wholly aligned to your fate that you will never deviate. Because once you are in divine union, there's no going back. And that is not to sound like it's a prison sentence, but oh, you have... back to my commitment issues <laughs> at the beginning of the episode. I know, you're like, I can bounce now, right? <laughs> it is not for the commitment, folks, I'll tell you. But it's, not, it's, but it's not a prison sentence. It's a life of devotion, this is what I want from my life, but this is why you have to be in 5D. And that's why, and you know, to be in 5D, you're in your joy, you're in your purpose, you know, you're, you're making decisions and, and you're really magicing shit. It. Yeah. You're, you, there's no other, there's no other life to live for you. Yeah. Right. You're not sitting there and fantasizing. Shoulda, woulda, coulda in your life. Mm -mm. You're at, you're at a point where it's like, no, this is it. This is the perfect life for me and I'm living it. Yeah. And so then I just, you know. This is the one thing that I need in order to fulfill my fate. This is, you know, that is huge. Because once you do that and you align yourself with that, then there's other parts of your fate that get to open up mm -hmm. that you wouldn't otherwise realize because then you're layering your fate with the other person's. Yeah? So you can imagine that's why it's so difficult to come into divine union because you're like, well, shit. There's like one other person whose fate tapestry will align with mine. And I have all this shit to do in my life. Like that's big. And this is my path. And I know it. And I see it clearly. Well, if I, even if I don't see all the outcomes. Yeah, I know what you mean. Interestingly, another aspect of divine union. Note that the words divine union do not appear <laughs> on the outline. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, so like, what was the point of mine taking the time to do these fucking outlines when it was really just going to be like the guidance show? Yeah. <laughs> Let's surprise you again, part two. Mm -hmm. But the other part of divine union. So do you remember how I said in an earlier episode 
that your purpose aligns. And often for people who will come together, they'll be creating together, right? Now, interestingly, wait for it. That's not the case in divine union necessarily. It could be. But if you've got two 5D individuals partnering up with this level of union, it's not necessary. They can just do their own shit. Yeah. And they can have other partners to do the other bits with them, you know? Yeah, like... A work way. Exactly. Exactly. So when you meet someone, mm-hmm. do they already need to be in 5D for you to have these relationships or they can, can they get into 5D? If you're really looking at that from the divine union perspective, yes, that person has to be in 5D or so much closer to 5D than 3D. And But then also I assume if you're 5D being with you, as you were talking about being with witches, for example, it helps like bring out the latent gifts in other people. Yes, exactly. The more exactly. you spend time with a 5D person, the more 5D you become, I assume. Yes, as long as you're not as embedded in your karmic reality as you are in, say, like your ego. So if you've done a bit more work in one area and you only have a bit to go, that's a doable thing. So we're talking like you have to be out of your karma, though. Maybe you still got fuck yes. It's just a bit of ego left, really. Yeah. Okay. No fear, no karma. Okay. The less of our ego we operate from, the less likely we are to go back to those. And also, we can try and then find that there's no energy to support it. Exactly. I mean, you'd be, I mean, <laughs> I mean honestly. I can't tell you how many times I've tried to do the self destructive behavior and then I'm about to do it and I'm like, I can't literally be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, there. And I'm like, what? I was like, I actually can't be bothered. I can't be bothered to do this thing. And I'm like, God damn it. I follow my own energy rule. There's, there's no energy for it. I'm not going to do it. It just So won't. I don't. And I'm like, oh, well. There we go. That's something else I can't do anymore. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe later I'll feel like doing it in a more healed, like in a more healthy way. But right now, this is, will be, this will somehow be like a self sabotage situation. So I don't have the energy for it. Exactly. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. So how do we then get ourselves to these positions of finding these kind of 5D relationships or, you know, close to 5D relationships? So we're more in that modern love's place. And- Which begins with intimacy. Yeah. It does not end there, but it certainly begins there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's actually very interesting that, like, so the modern love bit will get us there. Do You won't know until you're in it. Okay. Okay. Because what you're effectively asking for is, where's the consistency come from? For in modern love, you required very little from the person or yeah. persons, whatever. Yeah. And they wasn't whatevs. Yeah, yeah. But when you are looking for that deeper intimacy and connection or it's consistency because what you didn't have before was the one thing that you needed or you're, you require more which is a constant and because the constant was me it was, was a, it was enough but if you're going to be in union with somebody the person also needs to be consistent which means showing up yeah. which you could have in modern love because because totally what we also discussed in modern love was also life partnership yeah you know it was just all different facets of Anything that was not born out of separation, where we are just consciously connecting to people, Mm -hmm. yeah, and fulfilling our fate and our contracts for our growth and evolution. So maybe that would be for life. Maybe it would just be for a part of our life, et cetera. So union brings constancy. And so that's really effectively what you're looking for is is the person showing up, just as I'm showing up. And that's, do they match me? But at the end of the day, they're just going to be able to, they're just matching your energy. Like what you're bringing into modern love, which is enough because it's you and that's something you're influencing and you're choosing 
in union, you're doing it together. And that's the I thou, or I thou plus, I guess, because in modern love, we also have I thou. We have a lot to learn about what divine union looks like because we're not necessarily practiced at this. We are evolving to it. So really something like that isn't going to be a particularly prevalent feature until about 2026, where we're going to see people really yearn for more. Because right now, we'd be lucky to get to modern love. <laughs> so we're going to be learning a lot. And when I said that, you know, people will be hungering for greater intimacy and connection by 2026, they'll have just tired of this phase. And they'll have come through hopefully more of their karma and more of their egos that they're going to feel ready for deeper because it is our nature, our soul's nature and our human nature to want more. We're here for our growth. We're here to evolve. So we're just going to want that more and more. Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review.